Previously on the Adventure Zone, as you step foot into the chamber uh, that is completely made out of black glass, and as you move towards him, you see a single figure that is uh, dwarven in shape, but it's so badly burned with, on its hand, a silvery glove, a silvery gauntlet. Gundren reaches over very quickly, snatches it up, and puts it on his right hand, and he is engulfed in flame. I regret this immediately. He goes flying out of the room. And Killian says, we need to get him before he destroys the whole world. The four of you in this wagon crest a hill. As you look down, you actually see a convoy of wagons um, that have been completely destroyed, completely burned out. And you see laid out next to them uh, a few charred uh, bodies that you make out to actually be orcish. You see four... Uh, human figures who are sort of picking over the remains and they have their own cage with a adolescent orc uh, boy in it. I am going to cast Thaumaturgy and I'm going to yell Platoon 1 attack from the east! Platoon 2 attack from the west! The two ruffians split off start running in either direction. You, you find some keys on one of those two dead bandits and you pop open the cage and the orcish boy doesn't seem especially grateful. He just sort of starts to walk away. So he's an emork. Okay, bye. That was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> someone flies. Someone dies. Seriously, this week someone flies and someone dies. It's the adventure zone. Is there anything fun in the cart? Uh, you actually find the stash of these uh, of these ruffians. You find a uh, uh, deck of playing cards um, that are probably not legit. Probably uh, probably some some yeah. cheat cheating cards is what we'll yeah. call it. Um, uh, I'm guessing that Magnus is going to take that since you've got sort of a. Uh, what was that Mel Gibson Riverboat gambling movie? Maverick. Maverick. Man, man without a face. You've got kind of a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, Mad Max. You pick that up uh, and you find uh, 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 four different sacks of coins that are sort of unevenly filled. You think that maybe it sort of refers to the pay grade that each of these uh, ruffians had on them. But uh, all told... Uh, there is about 220 gold pieces in between them. So you pick all that up, too. Uh, The rest of of the stuff just kind of either junk or, you know, burned up supplies. Should we leave two? Should we leave two bags? Those other guys will be back. Taco, what's that over there? Okay, let's get in the cart. Come on. (laughs) Um, Are we taking their cart or are we getting back in our cart? uh, Your your cart is, is much better off. Their, their oh, cart God. was fairly... I, I mean, they weren't dumpster divers, but they were living like dumpster divers. So, I'm with you. Um, living like they were diving. Pretty good. Thank you. Uh, okay, so the four of you uh, finish up your trek to Fandolin. It is dusk. Um, you've made very, very good time getting here, but uh, you can tell by the fiery, burnt path uh, that has been carved in the ground that you are... You have not beaten Gundren to the scene. Um, you follow this path into town. Fortunately, no buildings have been, you know, destroyed. It doesn't look like Godzilla just rushed through here. The The streets in Fandolin, while crude, are fairly wide. So the damage has been minimal, but uh, nobody's outside. Nobody's outside. Everybody has locked themselves away in their building. They, they in, their, in their homes, they can tell that um, things are pretty bad right now. Um, you roll into Fandolin and you follow the path, and where the path terminates is the local bar, mm-hmm. uh, which goes uh, the the path basically burns straight into the front door, uh, which is pretty badly scorched but intact. Uh, okay, I guess we'll I'll let's head into the bar. See what's going on. Uh, you walk towards the door of the bar, and um, 
A familiar. Wait, wait, wait. What do I see in there? Perception check. Oh, make a perception check into the bar. Yeah. Um, you go ahead and roll it. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, you can't really see a whole lot except for the fact that it's very bright in there. It's exceptionally bright, um, and you hear uh, the voice of Barry Blue Jeans actually shouting. Um, but but to there there is no response to Barry Blue Jeans shouting to his um, his his cries for for relief. Oh, um, let's run in. As you move towards the door, Barry Blue Jeans actually comes bar- barreling out at you. Let me. Re- how did it? What, what was his voice? Was it kind of New Yorky? Yeah, it was. Sure, but of course his voice would be slightly altered if he's on fire. Uh, he is not on fire as he is uh, running out of the building, but he uh, he actually ducks. Oh no! I just broke my pen. Oh bummer! All right, let's stop the podcast. Stop the podcast! <laughs> I broke my pen. Hold on, I can fix it. This, this is my this is my stylus. I spent a lot of money on it. I breaked it. There it is. Um, uh, he is not on fire, but uh, as he runs through the door, he sort of ducks just in time to dodge a fireball that has been thrown at him. And he sees you four and says, uh, uh, "Oh my God, you're back! You guys, you gotta help me! I've never seen it, him like that. Well, obviously, I've never seen him engulfed in flames and all magical and shit, but..." Um, things are really bad. You guys, you gotta calm him down. And Killian says, "You would be wise to listen to him. We can't fight him right now. If we try to fight him, we're gonna lose. He's he's more powerful than anybody you guys have ever met. That's that's not an empty promise. He will incinerate anybody who defies him. We we gotta calm him down and try and get that glove off of him. Okay, yeah. which means Magnus will attack, right? No. Okay. <laughs> In a surprise moment. Magnus calmly walks into the bar. Gundren actually uh, stops you before you can do that. He he blows open the door of the bar and walks out. So now he is standing out in the streets um, with everyone. Um, kind of a high noon standoff with uh, Gundren standing sort of uh, in, in the middle of the circle composed of you three and Barry and Killian. Um, and he says, uh, why would you want to stop me? He says, I finally have enough power to get rid of those goddamn orcs. His, voice, is, his voice has changed. It's almost like he's, uh, he's been, uh, uh, I, I don't know, he's been infused with something that he can't control. I cast Charm Person on, uh, on Gundren. Okay. Do we need to roll initiative? No. No. No, <laughs> not yet. We're not fighting him. Okay. Um. He we cannot stress him. enough how much we are not fighting him. We are not fighting him. He has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I rolled an 18. That's going to do it, I think. Um, he is not charmed. Um, and Go. he cast it again. <laughs> I have three spell slots. I'm going to cast it again. Uh, he actually, after you cast it the first time, he looks at you. His eyes are just fire now. His that And that's not like a... Uh, a description of his attractiveness. He's not looking at you uh, s- smokingly. He is. His eyes are literally fireballs. Gundren, you have to listen. The glove is consuming you from the inside out. Remember your father in the cave. If you don't remove the glove, you're going to die. Um, he says, "I how close am? How close am I to him? Uh, We're not you, going to attack him. You're about. No. Uh, you're about eight feet away from him." Uh, he says, I can control it. You can't look at yourself. This isn't you. You don't know what I'm like. Listen, I, we're not, rage... I, have, I slowly walk up towards him. He turns, his, he turns his flaming eyes towards you now. That's fine. I just remind him we're cousins. We have the same bloodline. What's my means- middle name? What? No, fuck it. What's my first name? Your first name is Gundren. Your middle name is Lou. Gundren Lou. That's, that's right. Gundren Lou Albano. <laughs> I guess I you, put my hands on the glove. It burns you very, very badly. I don't you care. Take, you take. Uh, I don't care. Well, no, you're taking you damage. take five I, points of damage. I'm going to help him control it. Okay. Wait. Take that damage. All right. Uh. 
you put your hands on the glove, and he actually steps away and seems to get more angry. What are you doing? This is mine! With the same bloodline, I can help you control it! I don't need your help controlling it. Fine, go. Do what you want. I don't care. Okay. He is all this get- all this while, the longer that, that you guys talked. It seemed like the fire was dying down a little bit, but as you started to touch the glove and he got very okay. uh, defensive, it picked up a little bit. And he's, I- he's back to, like, inferno status. Okay, listen, guys. I need to do a check to see if him being on fire gives me the idea for spicy food. (laughs) (laughs) That's really important, and then we can figure out a solution. That is our overall taco quest. It's not your taco quest. Well, maybe that's Taco's curse, is he's a dullard until he figures out the taco thing, because so much of his mental processes is taking up like by figuring out tacos. I'm not going to be able... To can we just talk? Uh, can we? We can't really like discuss this. Can we? T- do we have time to talk about it, Griffin? Can we sort of talk out of character? Yeah, the sure. Plan a little bit. Okay, listen. I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I. The only other thing I have, like, in terms of things that I might be able to do to help, I tried charming him. That didn't work. Um. Mage, I mean, I could try Mage Hand, but I don't think I could use Mage Hand to pull the glove off. Um, I have it, Create Water, which makes it rain in a 30-foot cube. It seems to me like the key to this is not spells or attacks or anything. It's just talking. That what we need to do is calm him down, and because I think that the glove is taken over, and it's a little bit of like a split personality thing, and we yeah, need to right, appeal right, right. to Gundren... And get him to take the glove off. I don't think that we're going to be able to wrest it from him or okay. beat him. Who's got the highest charisma? I've got mine's plus one. Ne- mine's negative one. Uh, mine's plus three. Okay. Why don't we just have... Just, let's just be simple. Why don't we just have Merle talk to him? Yes. He's a cleric. He's a very soothing presence. How about Merle just talks him through it? They're related... Just don't listen, Merle. Don't touch him. Okay. Don't touch him. Don't advance on him. Think like a okay. just, like a hostage negotiator. Just right. talk. Are we back now. in? The, we're back in the game now. Yes, we're back in the game. Okay. That's the unpause sound. Now, Gundren, you know me. Remember Christmases at Aunt Blarg's house. <laughs> Remember, and we'd sit around and drink mulled wine. I miss her so much. Oh, Aunt Blarg. She was a good woman. She was until she was killed by those goddamn orcs. Well, that was that was never proven. And and you know what? She loved you. And she you know, she gave every year to the to the Orc Benevolent Fund. I know, and that's what made her death at their hands so ironic. So uh, painfully ironic. It is painfully ironic, but is this what she would have wanted? Would she have wanted you? To, to do this, to to not only kill all these indiscriminate orcs, but burn your own ass up at the same time? I don't think so. Come on. Why don't you just take the gauntlet off and we can all talk about it. I don't think I can. Oh, he's sure looking. can. He's the f- You're the strongest, strongest dwarf I know. I mean... Down through the years, I've always turned to you. Bronze strong arm. Bronze strong arm is the strongest dwarf, and we both know that. <laughs> so don't bullshit me. Arm wrestling, but you, you are strong at heart. I'm scared. I've always looked up to you. I'm scared. You've always, you've always been my hero. Don't be scared. Look, we're all here together. I was a fireball earlier, and it hurt. I know. Oh, that must have hurt so. Burn it. Burn a lot. Aren't you tired of hurting? Aren't you tired of fire? And I'm pretty and sleepy. Just, just, just why don't you just take a deep breath and <sighs> take off the gauntlet, and everything's going to be okay. Uh, the, the fire in his eyes is gone. It's back to normal dwarf eyes. His hair is gone. Uh, you see, that, that should just burn right up. Um, and it's, his clothes are a little, uh, a little tattered, got some burn holes in them. Um, but otherwise, he seems to be calming down pretty significantly. He says, I'm so sorry that I killed a bunch of orcs earlier. You didn't see that, did you? Uh, we're we're going to blame it on the dumpster divers. Just just for you know the public. I don't know what you're talking about. but I know. 
I'm just so tired. I know. Why don't you why don't you close your eyes for a little bit? Take a little nippy nap. You're right. It's, I I would love a nippy nap. Oh, <laughs> just think about that. You know, when you when you get up, we'll uh, we'll go um, uh, we'll go spelunking. You know, um, and, uh, and share stories about Aunt Aunt Blark. You're, I miss her. I know you do. Okay, you guys are right. I can't control this thing, and I think it's time we. Um, suddenly, uh. You all hear the sound. Um, you hear this sound, actually. Oh, no. I know what that um, is. And Gundren takes a sudden step forward, like, oh! And turns to the side and puts his hands, like, over his shoulders, reaching towards his back, and you can see an arrow um, lodged in his back. <clears throat> um, and uh, you can make a, uh, a perception check if you want to try and uh, discover the source. Oh, gee. I have a guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who saw this coming? Well, not Gundren, I guess. Uh, eight. uh 11. 11. 20. Uh, Taco, you see from the outskirts of the town the figure of the orcish boy who has fired an arrow from a bow about mm. the size of himself. Um, and what? as soon as you uh, put eye, as soon as your eyes meet, he turns and hoofs it. And what's the orcish boy? Dude, what's the orcish boy's name? That's no. Emork. Dad, when Justin asked about that, it means we're about to use the name of a listener who tweeted about the show. Yes, we now return you to our podcast. Okay, already. I'm probably- you know, we're having a lot of fun here today, but we need your donations. To- <laughs> uh, we don't like doing these. You don't like doing these. His, the his- faster we hit our goal. <laughs> uh, his name is Kurtz. His name Kurt. is Kurtz. Kurtz. With a Z. And an Kurtz. E. I think a silent E. Kurtz. Like Colonel Kurtz. Uh, as okay. soon as you match eyes with Kurtz, uh, Taco, he uh, he turns and hoofs it. And Gundren uh, is just sort of stunned uh, and is suddenly completely engulfed in flames. It's, you, the, his arms are just two columns of flame. Um, and he's, he's growing and... Uh, bouts of flame are sort of <laughs> ripping off of his body and cutting entire buildings in half. He uh, starts screaming, "Who did this?" Uh, and not an orc. Wasn't an orc. No way. <laughs> uh, and Barry goes, uh, "Wasn't me." And then Gundren looks at Barry and, with a giant flaming hand, just sort of crushes him into the ground. Cool. Oh. Uh, and Killian says, time to go, and starts uh, running towards the center of town uh, as uh, Gundren just sort of keeps growing, and you hear her shout, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! No. Barry. I'm not Barry's leaving dead. with all these people here. Barry's super I'm not leaving without Barry. Uh, she, uh, you, you look at her, and she's pointing in the center of town at a well. She says, get to the well, get to the well, get to the well, get to the well, get to the well. I run to the well. Not without all the... There's still tons of people here. Gundren's growing, and just more fire is pouring off of him. He's expanding. He's actually about to envelop uh, both you, Merle, and and uh, Magnus. Okay, I start right. running for the well, but yelling, get out of your homes, get out of town now. Okay. All right. I, you see, I you see a couple people uh, step out of their homes and look to survey the scene. Uh, as as uh, Merle, are you also following them to the well? I think we just get out of the well. Yeah. Uh, Killian pulls out from her bag that feather duster. She taps herself with it and then fires it at the three of you. Three silvery bolts fly in your direction, and suddenly the three of you are also sort of surrounded by the soft gray light that you saw uh, Killian surrounded by earlier in the mine. Um, and she jumps into the well. And you hear her go, well, come on, come on, come on, come on! Decision made. Yeah, yep. I follow her. Okay. I follow her. Me too. The three of you dive into the well. Um... It is fairly deep. You you fall very slowly about uh, 40 feet into the well. And as you look up through a small circle of light, you see the night sky grow red. And then suddenly you hear one final scream from Gundren Rockseeker. Uh, and then all of a sudden, all you see is flame above you. Just a, well a giant burst of flame uh, that 
blots out the sky and roars. It's the loudest sound in the universe. It's the loudest thing any of you have ever heard. Um, and it lasts for about a minute and a half. Could and you demonstrate for us how that sounds, Griffin? <laughs> but like times a billion. You're probably going to need a deep breath for a minute and a half. I can't. I'm not. I can't. I'm, he doesn't have enough phlegm. I just can't do it. Um, so that uh, that just happened. Uh, you look over at Killian. Uh, she actually is unconscious at the bottom of the well. You see that she hit her head um, as she was falling, even though she was falling fairly slowly. Maybe was it was there the water in the well. Maybe it, no, it's an empty well. So suddenly, the, it, maybe you think that maybe the three of you landing on top of her probably uh, aided to her unconscious state. It was her dumb idea. Yeah, that is true. That was on her. And so are we. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. That's pretty good. Um, so now we're just like at the bottom of a well, right? Yeah. Cool. Good luck. Um, oh, this is going good. <laughs> we really suck at this so far. You know, in retrospect, I regret helping that Kurtz kid. I wish we'd killed Kurtz. I, was I wish we'd killed that. Kurtz, too. I wish we'd But you know what? Kurtz. A lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> Wish in one hand, spit in the other. Yeah, Wish hindsight. 2020 and, and all that. On it. Right. Yeah, classic. <laughs> I say so, you just you keep moving forward. Can anybody levitate or anything? <laughs> I think we just live at the bottom of this well now. Uh, the the well is actually the interior of the well is um, made of sort of these large cobblestones. You think maybe um, with AKA enough a climbable? Yeah, it's climbable. You think maybe you could uh, with a good enough you know climbing check, you could uh, one of you could sort of shimmy your way up uh, and maybe drop a rope for the others. I say, Magnus. Wait, hold Magnus. on. I take her crossbow. Okay, yeah, you take her crossbow from her unconscious body. Nice. And then wake wow. her up with the crossbow pointed at her. Okay. You you slap her face. She doesn't wake up. She's, okay, uh, she's dead. Let's go. <laughs> she is she is thoroughly concussed. I don't want to just leave her. her. We, no, we got to take she's her. She's got a magic feather duster. And if yeah. I know anything about magic, that's going to be good for dusting. Yeah. I also take the magic feather duster and the uh, remote control. Okay. Yeah, you take all that ma- stuff. I want the feather duster. Okay. You can have it in a little bit. <laughs> it's magical. Okay, you can That's have the feather me. duster. Justin, with your magic feather duster and your magic umbrella, so far you're looking kind of Poppins-esque. <laughs> <laughs> all you need is a bag of holding, because she actually had one of those in the movie. I take the bag of holding. Well, you don't, she didn't, I, you got. She <laughs> means Mary Poppins. You got I'm very confused there. Okay, I'd I climbed the well. I drop a rope. Well, you're going to make a check, dog. Oh, okay. You can't just say shit and then have okay, it happen. Okay, I climb the well. This isn't I the fly s- out of the well. This isn't the secret. <laughs> I got, uh, what is it, acrobatics or athletics? Um, is there not a climbing skill? No. I think it's athletics. Yeah. Um, I roll the 19. Okay. Uh, yeah, that is, that is sufficient. It's a long hike. Um, up to the top, but you manage to crest the top of the well. The uh, the structure at the top of the well, right? The um, I don't know what it would be called. The top of the well with the the bucket and the rope mm-hmm. and pulley and all that shit is gone. It's just gone. It, it it's gone. Uh, and as you look around, you realize everything's gone. Fandolin's gone. Um, as you put your arm up over the end of the well to pull yourself up, uh, you hear that same sound. Um, because the uh, the entire town where it used to be, you look around, and for about a, a, a half mile in in diameter, all that you can see is black glass, a circle of black glass on the ground. Well, this all sucks. It does suck. Okay, I drop uh, the rope and yell down, tie it around her before you climb up. Okay. Okay, we'll say we could do a bunch of strength checks here, but that would be boring. You you managed to get everybody up out of the well, including Killian. That's a group effort pulling her up. She's a she's a I mean she's a big orc woman. Um, um, Griffin, can I do an arcana check on the feather duster to figure out what it is? Yeah, sure. Fifteen. Fifteen. It, it is just what it looks like. It is an enchanted feather duster that <laughs> just what uh, it looks like. 
Well, no, it's an enchanted feather duster that uh, is imbued with charges of the spell slow fall. Um, It's a very specific perception check to to look at the field of glass. Yep. 18 here. Okay. Mine is... Mine's a 6. 16. Okay. You guys don't actually need a a particularly high check because there's nothing um, in this field of black, this circle of black glass, except, again, in the very epicenter, a burned out, uh, blackened dwarven figure uh, with its right arm in the air. And on the end of the right arm is a silvery gauntlet. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. <sighs> well, here's the thing. Mm. There must be a way to contain it that she must have known about because she was specifically going to get that gauntlet. So the person we yeah, need but- right now is unconscious. So the person we... Okay. On the one hand... First off, let's take a moment to mourn Fandolin. A yeah. lot of good people. A lot, a lot of good people today. Sorry, everybody, that we misadventured. Sorry about Kurtz. We gotta, we gotta fucking retire our Barry Blue Jeans merch. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, his Barry son, Blue Barry Blue Jeans Jr., is sure to make an appearance. <laughs> Barry um. Jorts. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Barry Jorts. <laughs> uh, you know how kids love the, the dark characters. They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna flock towards Kurtz shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Kurtz shirts. Uh, listen. So Kurtz it hurts is what it'll say on it. <laughs> I got uh, the Kurtz squirts. Is what it'll say. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, the Kurtz squirts. When you get so excited, whenever Kurtz shows up, you squirt a lot. <laughs> hey, Dungeoneers. It's, uh, it's your DM, Griffin McElroy. Hi, how's it going? You enjoying the episode? I hope so. We worked really hard on it. Well... Well, we played Dungeons and Dragons and recorded ourselves doing it. I don't know if that constitutes hard work. We're not working in a salt mine. Thank you all so, so much for listening to uh, our our fledgling podcast. This episode is going to wrap up the first sort of uh, chapter of our story, Here There Be Gerblins. In two weeks, we will start the next part of our story, uh, where Merle, Taco, and Magnus will, well... I'm not going to tell you, but new stuff. Uh, very exciting. You can find the show uh, on Twitter. We are the Zonecast on Twitter. Uh, you can go to our Tumblr page where we collect uh, a lot of fan art, uh, including the episode wrap-ups by Leon Roselar, which are fucking phenomenal. They're like, uh, they're, they're some of the best drawings on the whole internet. Um, you can find all of that at our Tumblr, which you can reach at theadventure.zone. You also find uh, new episodes as they go up, some character sheets, which I need to update, uh, and uh, all kinds of great stuff. So go check that out, theadventure.zone. Uh, we have a character name dedication for Kurtz, who you just heard. Unfortunately, I didn't save the specific tweet that this Mr. Kurtz uh, tweeted at us, uh, but but rest assured, if your last name is Kurtz and you tweeted about our show, this one's for you, buddy. We'll be recording a a new chunk of episodes uh, here in probably a few days, so if you want some character dedications, you want an NPC named after you, uh, just tweet about the show using the hashtag TheZoneCast, and we will make sure you are immortalized. Well, not all of you. There's a very small chance, but you could be immortalized forever. Uh, That's really it for the announcements. Uh, You know all of our other junk. We got a Facebook group, all that garbage but um again really i i mean this from the bottom of my heart thank you so so much for listening to the show for sharing the show for uh recommending it on itunes our listenership has grown uh just so much faster than we ever thought possible and that's because of all of you uh we get so many kind comments about the show uh on on twitter and the maximum fun reddit page uh thank you all so much for helping this become a successful show so quickly it really is very moving hello it's me the internet's travis mackroy yes that's right powerful influencer travis mackroy you know people are always asking me travis how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world well i'll let you in on my secret it's squarespace Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. 
Okay, here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget uh, Maximum Fun has a lot of other really great podcasts for you to listen to, including ones we do, like My Brother, My Brother and Me, Bunker Buddies and Sawbones. Uh, but there's a ton of great non-McElroy products out there, too, like uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, The Goose Down, Song Exploder, uh, Lady to Lady, so many really terrific shows. Uh, and you can find all those at MaximumFun.org. That's enough from me. Uh, again, thank you all so, so much. Uh, we love you very much. And now back to the adventure Sorry that things are getting kind of bleak, but without failure, you'll never know how sweet success tastes. I don't know. That's probably a thing people say. All right, bye. So, okay, listen, we, we, we know that touching the glove from the outside is really bad. It's not good. We know that putting the glove on is, like, probably really stupid. Um, Can we cut off his arm? I mean, it's, it's, he would probably just, it would probably just break off. I just don't know if it's safe to take it. I mean, it's obviously really powerful. All right, look, we had two people interested in the gauntlet. One of them is now dead. Right. Let's wake up the other one. Let her have it. You tried to wake her up. She's, she is, she's not asleep. She's she's concussed. She's unconscious. She's totes unconscious. Well, could, that, could she not be healed? Yeah, I guess. It's kind of what I do. That is true. I've oh, got, wait, hold see. on. What if it's like the umbrella 
where you just need to put the gauntlet on and then beat a check, and then you control it. Well, okay, you twisted my arm. <laughs> I uh, I think that's magical. I magic. This is the sort of thing that I've trained for, and I put the glove your on. Wait, can life. we save? Can we hit a save point before we do that? You know, you're you know you're not really good at this stuff. Um, yes, at, that is exactly why I decided it would be a good idea. As you approach the glove taco, I actually want you to make a a will check, a wisdom, a wisdom wisdom check. Um, you're you're making a, a wisdom check. Um, there was a thing in the last game called will. Uh, in the last edition, but you're just sort of making a wisdom check. Um, Sixteen. Okay. Uh, okay. The glove was contesting that, but it failed. You almost felt like the glove was trying to take you take you over. It almost felt like the glove wanted you to come take it and and put it on. Almost like it was speaking to you, like you know, come put this dope glove on. Mm, okay, Listen. but you beat that. You beat that check, and you sort of push those. You push that temptation aside. Well, but yeah, but I just realized it was happening, right? Uh, I mean, I knew, I felt that impulse as I was walking yeah, yeah. towards it. Hmm. That's giving me second thoughts. So listen, the glove really wants me to put it on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I get some group input on this thing? I, I say you back up. I think that we've just seen it not only like the destroy a town, but two people that were using it. I don't disagree. Here's my argument, though. We, it is obviously very dangerous. We can't leave it here. We also can't touch it. Oh, I want to search Killian to see what else she had on her. That was it. You got you've robbed this poor unconscious woman blind. So she didn't have any <laughs> any means of of containment uh, at, for this thing. You uh, pull up her sleeve, and uh-huh. she has on her a uh, a metal uh, bracer that has a sort of strange symbol on it, um, but it doesn't have any sort of clasp or or f- fastener. It just seems to be, like, on on her. And it doesn't seem like you would be able to get it off. I cast Sense Mechanism. You don't have that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have, you I use not- my cheating playing cards to cheat the game and cast Sense Mechanism. <laughs> uh, I'll cast... Uh, I'll do an Arcana check on the Bracer. Okay. Um, uh, Fifteen. Okay, uh, uh, and and what is an arcana? You're just sort of trying to detect whether it's magical. Seventeen. Okay, seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, it it is uh, some sort of magic item, but you you get the sense that uh, it, whatever sort of magic in it isn't especially powerful. Um, whatever sort of enchantment is is on it is not. I don't know. This thing's not going to shoot death rays or anything. You, you you get the 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 sense that it's a very light, very minor enchantment. I think that's where she's getting her knowledge about this thing from. So wow. one of us needs to get it off her and on ourselves. Why do you think that she's learning stuff from that? Well, because she's able, she knows about the gauntlet, but can't tell us about it. The, just so you know, Griffin, the Arcana check measures my ability to recall lore about spells, magic items, eldritch symbols, magical traditions, the planes of existence, and okay. what happens to those um, So you detect on, on this... Um, uh, bracer, just because it is a very simple, almost crude um, piece of equipment with a single symbol on it, um, you you recall uh, hearing about uh, like messaging equipment, almost like a, a, a relay or a communicator, um, where you know a, 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 a very simple message could be passed, or, or perhaps even just sort of a signal can be displayed. Or transmit. If if I press that one symbol on the bracer, does anything happen? Uh, it does <laughs> nothing to to your touch. No. Okay. Uh, let me use healing word. Yeah. Go her. for It'll it. Be my last spell slot. Well, uh, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie I'm gonna tie our hands together in front. Okay. Tie our feet together before we heal her and wake her up because it feels like everything's kind of shook out as far as it's gonna shake out for right now. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. You use that rope that you used to climb up earlier. And, and when she finds out you stole all her shit. Yeah, she yeah. won't be, she won't be so psyched about that. I would say I'm more holding in an escrow until we figure out what's going on. 
I I gingerly slide the feather duster back into her hand. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I uh, they she regains hit points equal to one d four plus my spell casting ability modifier. So what should I roll? A d four. Uh, two plus wisdom, which is five. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven. Okay, that was enough to wake her up from. She was unconscious. She was basically at zero. Um, and you hog you you tied her up. Yep. Okay, her her hands and feet are bound. Um, she wakes up and sits up, sees her hands, her feet are bound, looks around, and goes, um, "Well, I guess uh, <laughs> guess we didn't save Fandolin, huh?" Uh, yeah, I would say so. I guess we did a bad job. Uh, she sees you with her crossbow, uh, Magnus, and says, uh, "I'd like that back, please." And my hands would like those back, too, if I could just use them. Okay. I, I like feel like we probably could have done more for Fandlin had we known what the fuck was going on before we I, came here. How many fucking times do I have to tell you that I literally can't tell you anything? I can't tell you any helpful information. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I feel like you could have done a little more. Maybe yeah. I mean, a little. Like a little more. Like some context clues or perhaps some shrouds. Maybe maybe drop the hint that he was going to turn into a giant of fire. Let Draw me s- a picture. All right. Okay. Fine. Let's try this. You tell me when it gets staticky. Cool? Okay. I have to pick my words very carefully. I'm an employee of a... Group of um, concerned people. How is it so far? So far, so good. good. No, no, no crackling. Who are working to? Yeah, there we go. The, we got crackles. The, we got crackles on we our got end. Crack- yeah. Oh God! Got crackle. Who are working to make the? whole land safer. How's that? Okay, that always clear, I, except that's hard to buy because the first time we met you, you sicked a giant grinder thing on us. I thought you were I thought you were trying to stop my group of people from doing a good thing. Well, you're so, a little bit grind and ask questions later. Yeah. Is the um is the is your inability to talk to us related to your uh, your bracer? Oh, this old thing? No. <laughs> what? What? What is that old thing? Then? What, what's the bracer for? Oh, Jesus! I'm just asking. Oh, no, well, see, just... whenever you touch the thing on my bracer, it from the. I think you were faking that one. I think you're just doing. You kind of spit a little on that one. She suddenly looks over and sees the gauntlet again, and says, "Wait a minute! How have none of you grabbed the gauntlet and put it on?" Oh, we're super cool. It, we're really chill, and I was, and honestly, I was afraid if we're just putting it out there. You mean it's, it's thrall didn't, didn't take you over? No, I'm dumb, but <laughs> super willful. I, it wasn't even the thing, for me. I was fine. She looks. Uh, you see that same look in her face um, that that she had when she saw you defeated Magic Brian, uh, where she is just thoroughly impressed with you guys. Um, and she yeah, says, uh, nice. she says, uh, I, you guys, where did you guys come from? Your mama. <laughs> pretty, that that's a sense. pretty good burn. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you would all be orcs or at least like all of the same sort of like race, but. Well, I was born in Raven's Roost. You oh, guys? we don't. We, oh, we, no, not the backstory. That's for, that's for the blog, she says. Um <laughs> Um, she says, uh, okay, I'm going to let you guys in. I swear to, I swear to the gods. Don't I'm, make me cast my truth spell again. No truth spell required. Nothing but open honesty because I think, I think we could use people like you. She says, um, if you've already escaped the thrall of that thing that I can't say the name of. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's just say Glovey. Glovey, Fine. If you've already escaped the thrall of Glovey, you can collect it, and we can take it somewhere where it will never do anything like this ever again. 
she says, but you have she, you have to she, let me out of here. She got as far as collect it, and I started sprinting back towards the glove. <laughs> okay. Merle, um, like really, should we let her really go? Excited. You uh, you grab the glove, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't burn you. It's almost as if it has sort of uh, accepted you. You you, you pick the glove. Wear it on a chain around she, your neck. She wear yells. It on chain uh, around your neck. She yells. Don't put it on. Don't put it on. Don't put, I it, put on. it on. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it on. Because then Griffin would have to completely rewrite the rest of the campaign. Don't put that thing on. Can I? Can Did I, she say that? Can I look at the gauntlet? Can I look at the gauntlet and go? My precious. No, you may not. I throw it. I throw it in my bag so they don't have to do a thrall check. Okay. Yeah. From from. Okay. Yeah. You toss it yeah, in your bag. Yeah. And we listen. If we're if we're buying in that much, might as well let her go. All right. Might as well free her. Okay. I undo so my overly complicated knots. Okay. Don't give her the. Don't give her the crossbow though. I want my crossbow though. Kind of. Tough. I like it a lot. Tough. Look at the look at the the handle of it. See my engraving. We don't trust you. Have you named Have you named your crossbow? Yeah, it's called <laughs> Billups. <laughs> that was supposed to be a check on a Twitter name, Griffin. There'll be time for that later, she says. <laughs> There'll be time for me to open up Twitter later. Okay. Um, I hand her the crossbow, but I keep the bolts. Okay. She says, that's fair. I'm not going to need it. Uh, we're going to regrouping right now. So um, if you could just untie me, then we could get a, get this show on the road. We, we untie her. Okay. She kills you. No. Um, she uh, stands up, dusts herself off. She s- turns to Merle and says, thanks for the healing. Um, I guess it's kind of the least you can do since the three of you landed on me and did not. It's a tiny well. It was your fault. Well, that's debatable. There'll be time for blame later. Um, she says, uh, we need to get somewhere where the ground's not as hard. Um. Or glassy. Or glassy, yeah. Or this... full of dead people that we failed to save. <laughs> There's no, like, corpses. They, well, they I would imagine dead. it's kind of like Pompeii, where the ash is probably pretty m- mixed in. There's no ash. It's just black glass. Almost, it, it burned the ground. It was so hot that everything just sort of evaporated. You might be breathing in some folks. Were the people of this town at least, like, really, like, not so nice people? Something that just, like, softens the blow? Yeah, they were all orc racist. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> it does. It does a little yeah. bit. Um, she starts walking uh, uh, towards the edge of the glass. Um, she points her finger at the ground about, uh, about 100 feet away and presses the rune on her bracer, and it starts to um, flash. Griffin, and, quick question. Are yeah. her feet kind of sliding around the black glass? Like, it's a little bit humorous if it wasn't such a serious situation. Um, yeah, the, I mean, all of your, your locomotion on this glass is wacky. It's okay. difficult, It's difficult and also wacky terrain. So you have half, <laughs> half movement, and also all your movements are super wacky. Yeah, yeah. Or Annie Lennox walking on broken glass. So. Oh shit, Dad! Yeah, you can have that one. Slam dunk. That, that's the first. That one's yours. That's your first reference you've done so far that I've like really approved of. Other than Kenny Chessie, that one was pretty Thanks. great too. Um, <laughs> she points her her finger at the ground about a hundred hundred feet away, touches the rune on her bracer, and it starts to flash yellow intermittently about every three seconds. It uh, flashes yellow. Um, she says, uh, "Just sort of waiting for approval here." Um, and then it turns a solid blue. Her her router has connected to the internet, uh, and uh, she says, "And now we uh, just wait. Shouldn't take too long." Um, what are your names again? Ma- Magnus. I'm Merle High Church. How about that one? No, I'm Taco, and he doesn't normally sound like that. <laughs> He's just trying to impress you. Yeah, well, mission mission accomplished. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm Magnus Burnsides. Seriously, how did you hammer. guys... Where did you guys come from? This, you, you have done some pretty impossible feats. I'm from Raven's Roost. Oh, God. That, I, Good. Well, look, we've got some time while we wait. So let me tell you, I was born about, the son of a carpenter. We've got about 30 seconds, so... Okay, we I was born, born the son of a we carpenter. We were in prison together. What? Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about you just don't make those character choices for people? Yeah, fighting the man. We were fighting the man. What What man? man? You know, the man. The man. You know. Charles. The man. Charles. (laughs) I told you it was a very powerful god. It's pronounced Thimmon. We've been over this so many times. About five more seconds. 
Well, what's what's your deal? Uh, My deal is you hear a sound from up above. um, and Don't tell them. The cloud. uh, (laughs) Keep it to yourself. Uh, Julian. From a from a cloud hanging above the city, it it the the cloud just sort of bursts apart, and uh, you see a shape flying down. Uh, the, and and it's the angel of Barry Blue Jeans. Uh, suddenly, a seraphim <laughs> reveals himself to you. Y'all did great. Um, a uh, a figure is is flying down. It has burst through the cloud, and it lands about in the spot that Killian pointed to. Um. And she starts walking towards it. She's like, come on. And it's Al. Get the lead off. I don't know why you haven't leaped yet, Killian. (laughs) God, Travis, you're giving me ideas now. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like four pages of campaign notes. I'll throw them shits in the garbage. Sam. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) um, You move towards the shape. Uh, and as you get close to it, you see a glass sphere with uh, some uh, solid metal trimming around it. Uh, it's about the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh. Uh, this episode sponsored also by Volkswagen. Um, and inside is four chairs. Um, and Killian taps on the glass, and an aperture opens that she climbs through and sits in and straps herself into one of the chairs. It's really lucky that there's not just, like, three chairs or, like, 16 chairs. Yeah. It's very fitting. There's four of us, right? She says, it's best if you don't think about it. Okay. Done. Luna bars? Uh, yeah, there's lots of Luma bar- Luna bars in here. There's a yeah. We got a med kit. If you want to stitch yourself up, I can I can prep some tea. It's not great tea. With the delicious vitamins and Luna bars, we don't even need a med kit. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Travis. Because Luna bars are graded A for deliciousness and nutritiousness. None of those start with A though. For a delicious <laughs> oh. bar. <laughs> So, if you wondered what Dungeons and Dragons is, that's how you play it. The end. Uh, we've gone. That's just one example of how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Buy your own kits at home and supplement your own loot bar advertisements. Say whatever dumb shit. You can advertise whatever you want. Geico mattresses. Geico mattresses. Whatever. We ensure the greatest sleep you've ever had. Um, she's like, hop in. Come on. Get okay. Out. Magnus um, hops in and picks the best seat, the one up front next to the driver. You got shotgun. <laughs> yep. There's no, there's no, seems to, there doesn't seem to be any kind of steering apparatus. Oh. I, I know how this works. So we do it with our brains. Well, then you're going to crash. Right. <laughs> you're going to crash into the sun. All right. I turn to Taco and I say, it'll be all right. Come on. I'm scared. Let's get on the big glass ball. Okay. Okay. It'll be fun. Don't tell me twice. Arcana check. (laughs) 24. I know exactly what it is. I built it. My dad dad made it. Um, It is a vehicle. You are detecting um, a magical signature. You, You don't know what it is, but you're detecting it at the... Uh, top of the... Uh, this isn't a detection. The... It's more about, like, against my knowledge of the arcade okay. arts. Okay, you don't... You don't... There is a... Okay, you recognize the um, enchantment. There is a, a compression enchantment. It's it's almost like there's something in there that is very big that, by magical means, has been made very small. Okay, <gasps> it's a TARDIS. Here's, here's, we get into the TARDIS. Here's what we're dealing with. It's a compression... Man. We're all already inside the ball. <laughs> You're just Listen, standing outside. What, what we've got here... I go this, is, this is your what, standard order magic compression thing. What we got here is compression magic. It'll make you look hey. slimmer. You wear it underneath your clothes. It compresses. It's It lifts and separates. I'll give you a Luna bar if you sit down. All right, I sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Open up. Um, while you are feeding him, while the, you open up the hangar and fly the airplane in, uh, uh, Killian shuts the door, taps on her bracer a couple of times, and uh, from above you, there there was a very small sort of uh, overhead trunk on the top of the, the ball that opens up, 
and a giant balloon pops out, a, a basically a hot air balloon um, that doesn't seem to have any sort of brazier filling it. It's just sort of filling up on its own. And before you know it, uh, the four of you are off and you're floating through the night sky. It's a beautiful, clear night. Uh, aside from the horrible carnage beneath, uh, which almost serves as like a giant black mirror for the night sky above. Um, it's still kind of funny. It's not funny as much as it is like weirdly beautiful. Um, because other than a few clouds, the, the sky is clear. You can see the there are two moons shining over the world. You pass over and see the city, the big city lights of Neverwinter. You pass over the the sword mountains and over. Is it uh, more like Wonka Vader ask or more like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang ask? It's kind of Wonka Vader ask. It's kind of got that feel to it, um, except a glass and spherical and a hot air balloon. So not really anything like that. Okay. Um, and I'd like to also point out to everybody that in case of a water landing, our seats do serve as flotation devices. Do they also serve as toilets? Because I had a bunch of ale before we started the adventure. <laughs> And a bunch of Luna bars, Killian says. Those things will, oh. those things will clean you right out. <laughs> yeah. This episode's brought to you by Luna bars. They'll clean you completely out. Oh, my God. It's like you got a cheesecloth in there, and you scrubbed it out real good. Um, Guys, I just realized I left my keys in bed. <laughs> How do you turn around? Oh, my library books. Um, you are I'm going to have to pay for those. You're floating higher and and higher. You pass through uh, uh, you pass through the clouds that were uh, overhead, and soon it's just you and the night sky and the two moons. And Killian says, uh, sort of bemusedly, um, "You guys are gonna love what happens next." Um, is it like a movie? Yes, yeah, so we have an in-flight movie. It is uh, <laughs> Rush Hour Two. Rush Hour Two. Rush Hour Two. It's Rush, rush hour, two. hour Three. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um. It was a real misstep for the franchise. You are, you are uh, <laughs> flying through the night sky. You're you're going uh, ever higher, um, and suddenly it kind of dawns on you that one of those two moons in the night sky is getting much larger than you thought it was going to, much faster than it was going to. You're not really you. You haven't broken the stratosphere. Um, you're not in outer space, but it's almost like you can reach out and touch the moon. Oh, that's no moon. I Guys, fucking knew moon. somebody was going to make that goof, and you didn't let me down. Thank you, my nerd, nerd-ass dad. You're Guys, welcome. the moon's expanding. Killian says... I just said it's no moon. Killian Magnus says, wakes up. What's going on? Uh, you wake up just in time to see uh, a... Bridesmaid. Port col- a bridesmaid has started. <laughs> You've just finished Rush Hour 3. Um, are any of you even paying attention to the goddamn moon, or are you too busy watching the environment? I said it was no moon! Okay. Uh, you you wake up, uh, Magnus, just in time to see a whole... A, a, a portcullis? Is that a word? Huh, a portcullis! Hold on. Yep. That's like a castle gate, it's right? Like a gate. I mean, it, it, there's an aperture that sort of slides open in the moon. And Ew. it's getting bigger and bigger and a bigger. A, po- a porthole. A porthole. Um, and suddenly you have gone through it. You have gone into the moon. Um, and you are surrounded by blackness, inky, inky blackness. And Killian says, uh, well, guys, hold on to your butts. Okay, I roll up butt-holding. Okay, 14 on holding my butt. I grab my butt. I also grab my butt, and I talk with it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a hilarious topical reference that everyone in the sphere gets. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. 
Hi, I'm Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sunny D, producer of Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Lindsay Pavlis, producer of Wham Bam Pow. We're the stars of Maximum Fun's first web video series, Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That. Someone throws us a snack, we eat it, and then we rate it on a scale from yummy to crummy. We have recorded a pilot, and we're raising funding for the series on Kickstarter until February 20th. And if we receive enough backers, we will receive a huge challenge grant from our friends at Hover.com. Go to MaximumFun.org slash Totesie for more info or find us on Kickstarter. Question for you. Shoot it at me. You gonna eat that? Totally. 